0: Hello and welcome to the Tribal Podcast. We believe that true deep learning occurs when three things happen. You must one, understand, two, remember, and three, deliberately practice your newly acquired knowledge. And this podcast covers the first part understand. Complete this learning by getting the second and third part. At mytribal.com. That's M-Y-T-R-I-B-E-L.com. So together, let's get the key takeaways from this book understood. In this episode of the podcast, we talked to Ben Balazzi, who read a book called 12 Rules for Life, an Antidote to Chaos by Jordan Peterson. Now Jordan Peterson is a divisive figure. I'm aware of that, but I was interested to know what this book is about and why it became a bestseller. And the truth is, there is no sugarcoating these twelve rules. They are some of them will apply to you, some of them won't. Um, but there is real truth in what he and what's in this book. So uh, let's get into it with uh, Ben Balazi. This is the Twelve Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. <laughs> All right then so Ben welcome to the podcast. We are going to be talking about uh, the 12 rules of life by Jordan Peterson. What get, John actually before we get into the actual 12 rules give us like the the general overview of the book and why you wanted to cover this and what is it about this book that you like?
1: Yeah, well thanks a million for having me on today Kevin. I really appreciate it. Um so the book is kind of about anyone who's kind of trying to dabble in the idea of improving themselves. I mean especially in today's world everyone's kind of trying to find out oh what's the what's the key for life I mean there's no set definition of how to go through life I mean yeah it's very it can be very complicated at times and situations arise and I suppose no one has all the answers but I think this book is a good antidote for that and kind of I mean I suppose everyone kind of knows these rules in their own head but to to actually read about it and try and implemented into your own life is uh has really enhanced and grown me as a person i mean sorry go on no
0: i was just gonna i was just gonna say that uh one one of the things i think about with like just looking at the actual 12 rules it looks to me Mm -hmm. like it's a it's a good way in to almost putting uh edges on like like you're saying like everybody kind of knows these rules of how you should go about you know living a a good life but yeah but but i think maybe sometimes when people someone like Jordan Peterson writes it down it's easier to kind of follow and Go, yeah that makes sense everyone's brought. I've said mm, this actually mm. in in the the last podcast that's probably three podcasts I think I've recorded so people listening be sick of hearing this but I always say about these kinds of things whether it's what do you call it soft skills or rules for life or behavioral skills whatever you call yeah. it generally what the way it works is that when we're teaching them to somebody or when we're explaining them to somebody we almost always have to kind of break them down into individual rules or individual little sections. But Mm -hmm. in the real world, they all kind of wash on top of each other and you're kind of doing all of these things at the same time or using three rules over here and four rules for this part of your life and doing all sorts of things. So I think it's useful for people to, to hear these things broken down into their constituent parts and then you kind of put it together out in the real world.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I think like, once you read about them, you kind of, associate with scenarios that you've already implemented into your own yeah. life do you know what i mean yeah so i mean like we we do these things on a daily basis and it's just trying to kind of improve upon them i suppose um and just be more aware of them um so i suppose we get into it we um, yeah
0: go for chat give us the first uh, first rule for actually what is it it's is is it the rules for life is it just like how to live a good life how to improve your life or
1: how to live a responsible life i mean like we're we're always going to be confronted by conflict and chaos throughout life and it's just a natural part of life um and and we're just human beings at the end of the day so i think 12 rules for life and antidote for chaos by jordan b peterson Um oh
0: actually before we just sounds like we're we're dragging it out now, but just one other thing. No problem. Um, Jordan Peterson is a bit of a controversial figure.
1: A divisive so, character. You could yeah.
0: Say. What do you think of him? As like, did, you, did were you a fan anyway, or did you think I'll read it and <laughs> to, see what he's like? Or
1: to be honest, I'm a big fan. And my and my girlfriend, to be honest, doesn't really like him. And I kind of before Christmas, she actually got me this book for Christmas, and I was always kind of saying, uh he, he he's great." Like I. Personally, most of his audience would be particularly male. Mm. Um, I think he's great. I, I mean, I can understand some people's—they don't really like him. But I think he's great, and he's definitely, um, helped me as grow as a person. So that's something you know that can't be taken away from him. If he improves people's lives. You know why is he why is he such a divisive character? You know I
0: I, mean? I think he's divisive for a couple of reasons. One, he does not sugarcoat anything. He doesn't care whether mm. people agree with him or not, and also he doesn't have much of a sense of humor. He's a very serious, dour Ca- kind of mm. character. Mm. Like he, he doesn't smile much and um, doesn't back down. Like or doesn't doesn't yeah. play the game. Sometimes I think so. I think if people actually get behind his his uh, his his the way he looks, maybe or the way he sounds, and kind of listens mm. to what he says sometimes. His demeanor, his demeanor. Yeah, that's the word. If you can get behind his demeanor, you can kind of listen to. Anyway, I, I, this is one of the reasons I wanted to do this book as well. Is that I, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot to be gotten from this. So, anyway, go ahead. Rule number one. Actually, yeah, like. rule
1: number one. So, stand back, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Um, we're all on this earth to suffer, so suffer like a man. Um, I mean he I kind of in this chapter he kind of talks about the fact that you're 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 in you're in life like this is life you know some people have have uh, they've, they've grown up in in better kind of uh, situations and some people have worser situations but we're all we're all here and we're and we all suffer no matter what your situation is if you've grown up in a in a background where your parents are rich or poor it doesn't matter we're all still going to suffer some way um not everyone can be as rich and successful as me this is one of his quotes not that everyone can be as rich and successful successful as me but try to be less of a failure than you already are
0: you see i i think people hear that and they take offense this is one Mm. of the things i think makes makes him divisive that somebody hears that and goes he just called me a failure but i think what he really is saying there is like if you feel like you are a failure take Mm. responsibility for it not exactly not that you are a failure but if you feel you are a failure Mm. then what do you stand up straight with your shoulders back and kind of face on the world and see 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 like kind of like he says, just take responsibility for. It. Like this is, but actually, one of the things there that he says, um, we're all on this earth to suffer. Do I? I'm not sure I, I agree with that. Are, are we here just to suffer? Like that sounds something like from the Old Testament in the Bible or something like. And, and
1: he, this... well, he refers to the Bible a lot throughout this yeah. book. Um, I, I understand what he's saying to a certain uh, degree. Like we are, like suffering is kind of a choice. If you think about it, happiness is a choice in my opinion, because you know, some things happen to you, or some things are going to happen to you, whether you like them or not, bad or good. And you must just accept that with living true life. Hmm. Um, and you must have a bit of certain responsibility for that, because no matter what happens, you're not going to be able to dictate every event that happens in your life. And yeah. I think that's what he's kind of trying to get back. Uh, that literally, that that the the title of the chapter: Stand up straight with shoulders back. You're going through life, so you might as well stand up straight with shoulders back. Yeah. It, it, it basically to accept the terrible responsibility of life with wide open, with eyes wide open, is what he says. Do
0: you know? What, um, it reminds me of, a, of of something else. Actually, I don't you have ever read this book, "Man's Search for Meaning" by Viktor Frankl? No, I haven't. No. Vic, Victor Frankl was a survivor of the holocaust in auschwitz and he was a psychologist i think or psychiatrist actually
1: never mind sorry i think he actually mentions him throughout the book go on yeah yeah
0: Yeah, so so in that book man's search for meaning victor frankl talks about this idea of um stimulus and response right so this idea that Mm -hmm. things will happen to you all the time and like an event right and one of the things I i remember teaching this years ago and i used to tell people like imagine you're walking into a building and the person in front of you, doesn't hold the door for you. Like just let it kind of swing into your face, right? That's an event. Yeah. That's something that you can't help, but what, now Victor Frankel, obviously is it's a lot deeper than somebody letting the door swing of in your course, face, yeah. but it kind of, uh, I think it makes the point that like, if that's an event, right? Something that happens that you cannot stop from happening. that's just a thing that happened out in the world. But Victor Frankl's point is that between stimulus or right, that thing happening and your response to that thing there's a space there's a gap and in that gap is where you decide to how you'll react and i Mm. guess that's probably what jordan peterson is getting at here is that there is pain is going to happen good things and bad things are going to happen and the thing that makes a difference is your response to it
1: exactly yeah i completely agree with that i mean just having a positive attitude may actually influence other people to have a positive attitude and i suppose we're all on this earth together kevin so we might as well um, yeah, it
0: was like that when we got here. That's what I always think. I always say to people, I, say, I <laughs> sometimes like yeah. none of us. None of us invented money. None of us invented politics. Or it was it was mm. like that when we got here, and uh, you just kind of have to learn the rules and and um, do your best with it. So, so stand up straight with your shoulders back.
1: Yeah, um, he he has a nice little quote in there. I might read it out if you. Don't yeah, mind. go for it. Uh So attend carefully to your posture. Quit drop, quit drooping. Sorry, and hunching around. Speak your mind. Put your desires forward as if you had a right to them, at least the same rights to others. Walk tall and gaze forth, forthingly ahead, dare to be dangerous. I mean, you know, go for your dreams, I suppose, as well as that. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. You've only a little fraction of time on this planet. So you might as well go for it, like, and stand up straight with your shoulders back.
0: Excellent. Rule two, give it to me.
1: Rule, Rule two, treat yourself Treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping, um so he says, stop waiting for other people to dig you out of your pit hole. Take your medicine. He throughout this chapter he 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 talks about the fact that we're we're very good at giving our pets medicine and we actually don't take our own medicine. And I can actually, from experience, know this. I mean, there's many countless times I've been antibi- on antibiotics and I actually don't finish the course of them. Yeah. What he's what he's really trying to get at is in like you know fix yourself do you know what i mean what made like not something some necessarily what doesn't make you what or what would make you happy don't actually go for that sometimes like oh i can refer to this in my own personal life when a few of my friends are like i'll oh, come for a drink on a saturday night but i know really in the back of my head i should go for, to the gym on sunday morning mm, and yeah. i know what in the long course is the best thing to do we don't necessarily always choose the right thing to do, but I mean, if you kind of try and help yourself, you, you improve, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm yeah. trying to get at?
0: I do. I, I understand. I think um, there's a um, one of the ancient philosophers used to talk about living a considered life. So mm. rather than just kind of going from one pleasure to the next, like the like you're saying, like the immediate pleasure is um going for points or you know, having mm. a takeaway or something, but the long term pleasure is feeling fit and, and getting a good night's sleep and all those kinds of things. Exactly, like yeah. Um you don't you don't like one of the things I often say is is that you don't want to you don't want an easy life. What you really want to do is find is to have the toolkit to to deal with struggle like you almost exactly, want to yeah. you want to seek out difficult things because mm. solving those kinds of problems are is what's um that's like that's where the real happiness comes from and do you know, do you know this idea that there's there is no road to happiness the road is happiness have you ever heard that mm. before that yeah, like know, the, yeah. The, the the hard work is the reward it's so mm. you know john it's it's actually like just what you're saying about going to the gym like the amount of times I've sat here going, I oh, I don't want to do it. I just thought oh, I can't. Mm-hmm. And, but as soon as you start to go, what was I waiting for? Like, why? Yeah. never, ever, sorry. As soon as you start lifting weights or going for a run or doing whatever your thing is, exactly. I'm mm-hmm. never sorry. Like, I've never come back from a walk and go, oh, God, I'm so sorry I did that. Like, you know, it's.
1: I mean, it's, that's you, you kind to of. You get that struggle. Exactly. And, and, and to be honest, like, whenever you go through times of struggle or, you know, you have like a long day at work or you've you, you've deadlines to hit once you do them and you know that you took you've taken responsibility for you you feel a lot better and then you can enjoy your time but i mean it, you need that struggle in your life and that's i think that's the point he's really trying to hit home uh here yeah. um he says to treat yourself as if you were someone you were responsible for helping is instead to consider what would be truly good for you this is not what you want it is also not what would make you happy you know that's basically it you know there's not much more to that point than that um we all know what we should do but we don't always necessarily do that
0: yeah do do the do the things that you need to do to help yourself like eating well sleep well uh do work that's fulfilling surround yourself with good people oh i think all those things are like like we said at the very start that you know these things but when you actually break it down and and it's a becomes a rule for your life it becomes a lot easier to kind of consider it go am i doing what i should do to help myself Mm. like am i actually keep myself physically healthy and you know mentally healthy as well so
1: yeah that's a big part that's a big part of it as well sorry like your physical health like your sleep um you know going to the gym keeping fit it it, it does really tie into your mental health as well 100
0: percent yeah
1: Take your medicine, as Jordan Peterson says. Yeah. Anyways, the third rule: yeah. make friends with people who want the best for you. And to be honest, Kevin, I've been actually blessed with the people that have been around me. You know, I've been friends with my group since since I went to school. I've got a great girlfriend, so I'm I'm blessed as the parent. But especially now, you, you you want people that want the best for you, but I necessarily will that will tell you the truth as well. Do you know what I mean? Like if you were if you if you did something wrong, you don't want people to, you know, not say anything. You almost want people to criticize you and and, and try and make you do better. Um, so, Hold you like, up to you...
0: higher standards is what you want.
1: Exactly, and you know, I want to improve. I want my friends to improve, and I would like them to uh, want that for me as well. Do you know what I mean? So if I, if I, you know, they say you're uh, you're the product of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think this ties in. I, I spend a lot of time with my grandfather as well. Uh, you, you need you need to be listening to people as well that or, or surround yourself with people that have experienced life as well. Do you know do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That sort of you need like he goes on throughout the, the rules, I'll get to him. Like really listening and, and surround yourself with people that want the best for you. I mean, it's not a hard rule to follow. I mean, you probably have experiences yourself
0: well you know it's interesting that um that idea of being the the average of the five people you spend the most time with it's obviously it's very difficult to prove that mathematically or you know yeah. in any way at all but it's a good rule of thumb i think to think about well who do i hang out with do i hang out with people who just want to go to the pub all the time or yeah you know, just bitch and moan about their work all the time or mm. or are you working are you are you surrounding yourself with people who are like he, like he says, you know, who are the winners, like who, who actually want to win and want other people to win. Mm. And just to um, divide our audience even more, um, Joe Rogan is somebody I listen to a lot. And yeah. what I think is interesting about him, um, he, he often, t- like, he, like so for those who don't know, I'm sure everyone knows who Joe Rogan is, but just in case you don't, he is a stand-up comedian, biggest podcast in the world, and he's also a UFC uh, commentator. And he, when he started into comedy, like doing stand-up comedy 30 years ago, um, he used to talk about how he was always jealous of other comedians, like, because they'd get the sitcom or they'd get the mm. production mm. deal with, um, or development deal, to call it, with, like, some um, Hollywood studio, and he'd be complaining and giving out, like, and saying, I should have got that. And then he suddenly realized, I got into comedy because I like comedy. I, like, why do I want her to be less good comedians? Like, I want her to be more mm. good. And, it's like, once that kind of that switch kind of flicked in his head, he kind of thought, well, I should be building these people up rather than trying to tear them down. Like there's, mm, mm. there's, there's actually, I've heard I read this before about um the two types of people in your life, the people who either um will, will make themselves feel better by tearing you down or they'll make themselves feel better by building you up. And yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a very kind of black and white, again, very simplified version of, of it kind of turns people into cartoon characters, like kind of goodies and baddies or something. But there's, there's, there's something in that about, thinking about the people you're surrounding yourself with and are they building you up or are they tearing you down and that's uh, sorry just just to finish the the point about Mm. joe rogan's that he when he started his podcast then he brings people on all the time and gets them to say the name of their website say the name Mm. of your stand-up special Mm. say like promote the hell out of yourself while you're here like yeah i think that's great like that he he kind of um gives a platform to people like who who are on their way up you know
1: yeah. And the fact that he realizes that as well, that he has such a big platform and that fact, yeah. like I could imagine just being a small comedian coming on Joe Rogan's show. It's, it's a great opportunity for him. To, and the fact that he realizes that that's, that's a testament to the person that he is, you yeah. know, I'm I'm a great fan of Joe Rogan as well. You know, people are trying to cancel him these days. So I, I mean, do you know, if I could imagine how, like you can, you can criticize anyone for the amount of time he's spoken publicly yeah. on podcasts do you know what he's I mean he's bound so to say
0: something like, off yeah
1: exactly do you know what I mean if there was a microphone under my mouth for that amount of time I'd probably be in the same situation yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean
0: so yeah God knows what you'd say like yeah so he's yeah. doing like three hour episodes like twice mm. a day or something and he's drinking whiskey and you know. And he probably forgets wine. that he's yeah exactly yeah yeah
1: you know and yeah. uh but yeah you know, he, he, he's someone I'd probably look up to as well and he's he, he's another person that probably um, influence my life. He, he has Jordan Peterson on quite a bit as well. They've got yeah. a good relationship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make friends with so, people who want the best yeah. for you. Excellent. Burn yeah, I
0: think I'd, I'd agree with that one. So uh, number four then. What's number number four?
1: four. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Not to someone not not to who someone else is today. Especially Kevin, you know, in this, in this time of social media and everyone's like sharing highlights of their personal lives and they're only showing you clips of when they're on holidays you know what i mean or going to a concert or festival you don't really understand what's really going through someone's someone's life you know comparing is is one of the worst things you can do as a human being is look at your neighbor and see the car you're driving and think oh i wish i was more like him and this kind of comes back into the point uh you know of treat yourself like you are responsible for all these kind of rules are tied together i think
0: this and... this is exactly my point they all wash over each other in the real world and when we're teaching mm. them, we break them down into, into 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 say that again into individual rules mm. one of the things you said there about comparison there's a great quote again i can never remember who the quotes are from but a comparison is the theft of joy that you know if, yeah if you compare yourself you're just going to there's no point because, and like, do you know, it actually reminds me of I have three kids. My oldest is uh, she's eight, and mm. she loves gymnastics, and uh, she's quite good at it. like, she's quite bendy and you know, can't quite mm. do a backflip yet, but she's getting there. And uh, so I, the last few weeks I've dropped her to to gymnastics training, she's kind of mentioned a couple of other girls who can do these things that she can't do yet, like, you yeah, know, hand springs, and I don't even know the name of the things, but. I I said I said exactly this to her. I said, "You cannot compare yourself to those other girls. You compare mm-hmm. yourself to how you were last week." And she's kind of looking at me like, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Think yeah. about you last week. Think about not being able to land a handspring, or not being able to land a whatever. Right. And I say, mm-hmm. all you have to do this week is be a tiny bit better than you were last week. And then last week, so I've said this for over the last probably five or six weeks. I just kind of. Because she she started talking to me about it, and I was kind of saying, Look, you don't compare yourself to others, compare yourself to you. And uh, the last week she came out and she said, Dad, I landed a handspring. I was like, Yes, you did, yeah, get in there. So was <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like the, that I think it I couldn't care less about her landing a handspring. What I care about is that she understands the point that there's always someone better, there's always someone worse, there's mm-hmm. always someone mm-hmm. similar, whatever. And like you said, comparing your, your car to the neighbor's car, who cares? Like you're Only ever in a race against yourself or competition against yourself. You versus you at the end of the day. Yeah, and so it's a great rule. I like that one.
1: And especially, like I don't know if you're on Instagram, but you see people like post things and oh, I want to be like him, but like you're not. At the end of the day, you're not. So you know, compare yourself to who you were yesterday and try and And be better than you were yesterday. And even if you,
0: let's say there was somebody on Instagram who said, you know, like you know, ripped or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and let's imagine you actually got to that point where you looked identical to him you'll just going find going be comparing
1: else. exactly you're gonna compare yourself to someone else then to so the next guy yeah
0: there's you're, always you're more, chasing so. your
1: tail really yeah exactly, so just yeah. don't do it compare yourself to who you're yesterday because yeah. at the end of the day that's all you can do
0: exactly all right gonna um, be on now five fifth rule
1: fifth rule do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them now to be honest kevin I don't have children someday i would love to have children around i suppose and have a nice family um so maybe you can you can tell me what you think of this for uh, um he there's a quote here do you want me to read yeah, it out as yeah, a parent it. as a parent you need to understand your own capacity for bad behaviors try to show your child to the world in approximately sized doses it is the primary duty of parents to make their children socially desirable
0: yeah it's um that is the absolute crux of parenting. Like, uh, you know, when you have, um, well, you don't know, but when you have a newborn baby, so I've been through it three times now with newborn babies and they're magical little things, like gorgeous little lumps of deliciousness, right? They're lovely. <laughs> but then you, you always kind of think that the, like, that's, it's really intense parenting, right? At that stage, because like when they're brand new, like as in a couple of weeks old, you're up yeah. every three or four hours feeding them, changing them. Um, sometimes it just won't settle, like you know, and it's mm. just you're exhausted and all that, and you're all the time sterilising bottles and blah blah blah. It, I get loads of people have been through right? So it's not news to anyone who has kids. But what I think is really interesting is that when when you're at that stage with kids, you think that's really difficult parenting, but then when the kids start getting into school mm. and, they're and they have other influences, out, yeah exactly, they've got they're trying to figure out the. The social dynamics of how to make friends and mm-hmm. why is she not talking to me and like and then you realize that all the other kids are going through the same thing the kids aren't mean bad kids they're, they're oblivious they, none of them know the rules yeah. they're like a blank slate mm. so i think that's when parenting gets really um uh intricate or something like where you have to like I was saying about explain to my daughter she's not ne- she, you compare yourself to yourself not to anyone else mm. I'm gonna have to teach her that probably for 10 years before it really sinks in properly like so
1: mm.
0: and then like say my other two kids have they're completely different personalities than yeah. the older ones so they're you're, you're trying to manage everyone in a different way so that is your job is to make them socially desirable is to make sure that they're they're not assholes basically Nobody yeah, hang of out of an asshole. like so you, you want to make sure that they're nice considerate compassionate people i can um can crack a joke that's what i always think you know
1: exactly but th- th- you have to ask yourself a question as a parent what kind of leadership style are you going to impose like i know for example like there's a lot of authoritarian a- a- uh, 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 authoritarian there you go
0: yeah, right thank you
1: <laughs> yeah the style of parenting might make them overthinkers, or the open-minded sort of parent might make them do you know uh, w- uh, h- how do you find the balance as being a parent is what's on.
0: Yeah, you you do you do it day by day, like you do it um, incident by incident, essentially. Like you, you when you spot something, um, you, you have a quiet word. Like, that. and do you know, what, actually, we should probably be relating some of this stuff back to the to the working world. But it's the same thing when you're trying yeah. to 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 build to build leaders in a company. Mm. Um, I often think of it in terms of parenting, and it can sound a bit patronizing because you know. You're, the people who are reporting to you are not kids right they're adults but it's the same kind of relationship building you're trying to do and i um, a company i used to work for um my manager i remember him saying to me it always stuck me said you should be a good citizen that's what he wants for his teams. that everyone in the company should be a good citizen of the company so doing things that are like doing the, the right things morally even when somebody isn't there to to watch it and yeah. that's that's what you're you're trying to do like when you're we're building a team when you're building a family you want them to be a good citizen like say my kids i want them to be good citizens of the world mm-hmm. in as many ways as possible but when you're actually building uh, teams in in organizations it's the same thing you want them to be good citizens of the company like that mm-hmm. you are doing the right thing that you're a team player that you're empathetic that you're um sympathetic as well to other people that you're you're and you
1: carry out your due diligence diligence, yeah you do all those things that you need to do
0: to to make sure that um you're creating creating people that are uh going to do the right thing when nobody is watching i think that's that's what, what i would take from that one it's it's he's right that you shouldn't don't let your children do anything that makes you dislike them um but it's the same thing in a company I think that you should, you should, there's a, there's an, there's an idea like, or a rule in companies that you could have, say a team of 10 people. And one of them is just an absolute rock star, like just, you know, mm-hmm. say a coder or something or, um, they do some or sales but they're an absolute asshole. You have to yeah. get rid of that person. You cannot mm-hmm. have brilliant, having a brilliant asshole is going to destroy the rest of the team that well, yeah. one person might be bringing in 80% of the revenue through their sales, but the other, Nine people on the team are just completely demotivated and um disjointed, and they don't like the guy. You I have to get rid of that guy because yeah, can it can be a
1: toxic toxic atmosphere at the end of the day. Exactly,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that's what you yeah. want to
1: do for your child. You want to bring them up, um you know, in in a, in in approximately sized doses. I mean, feed them in bit by bit to the world. I suppose, and sure that yeah. they learn through their own experiences. You know what I mean? Um, anyways rule six go on yeah set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world so i mean we're all it's especially with this cancel culture now we're all it's easy to take out aim at someone that's in the public spotlight and say oh look at him do you know what i mean or he's done that or he's uh, like you know make sure your house is in order basically you know we we all have stuff to do we've all got the We've all got to get our shit together. Excuse my language.
0: Is this is this the thing? The part in the book where he talks about um people tied in the room. All these people are out, like um social justice warriors, and you should mm. tie to your room first. Get your like you say, get your shit together before you start telling yeah. other people how to rule yeah. the world. Make
1: your bed. Yeah. Make your bed, for instance. Yeah. And, and and bit by bit, but I mean, you know, we've all got stuff to do. Like why why put your focus on that when you could be going to the gym you could be reading that book you could be there's always something you can do is that like i hate when people say oh i'm bored why are you bored yeah do you know what i mean why are you bored my, my three three-year-old
0: tells me first thing in the morning that he's bored <laughs> He <waits laughs> up and says, i'm bored
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> to work on well, but, Yeah, to you, you can't
0: help there jordan peterson can't help there he doesn't even know what <laughs> yeah mean. yeah but um i yeah. know yeah to, to, it's a good point right so our most um recent podcast. Uh, it's on a book by a woman called Kim Scott, who is, a.
1: yeah, I actually listened to this morning. Um... Oh, did you yeah, just work? Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah, so she, yeah. Just work. Yeah.
0: She talks a lot about the, um, this idea of, uh, can- like you said, canceling people because, uh, if you, if you try and take the moral high ground and kind of decree from above that all of these people are worthless and they're all a piece of shit because, mm um they've they've made this mistake. No one's gonna to listen to you. You cannot take the moral high ground and try and get somebody cancelled because um it it it's a vicious circle that's gonna come back and bite you in the arse basically that you know yeah you you, you can't be uh, well it's actually in the Bible isn't it but, um that he is, without sin cast the first stone or something like that. Like you know you yeah. can't everyone like do you know what actually I don't know if it was in Just Work or some other book I read but they were talking about like, when is, when is enough enough? Like let's say somebody says something off color or says something that they like 10 years ago that they really regret now. Yeah. When, what kind of apology is enough for them to be allowed to re-enter into society or to re-enter into their job or their career? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if somebody killed somebody, if, if somebody murders somebody and they do 30 years in jail first, they're welcome back into society as a reformed character. But when somebody sends a tweet, Ten years ago, that was mm. like you know homophobic or you know or racist, or... yeah, whatever, yeah. That they, they, they're kind of uh, they're people try and cancel them and try and get them cancelled from every single bit of work that they have, and there's no there's no back for those people it seems sometimes. So
1: yeah, especially they're, they're trying to. I don't know if you're familiar with Dave Chappelle. they were trying to cancel yeah. him not too long ago, and yeah. he was talking about his transgender friend. Mm. And it was actually his really good friend that he was, you know, the, the episode was about. Yeah. And I mean, like, there, there, there's no real fine line now. You don't know what to say to people or how the, they can be offended. But yeah. that that's a, that's a different situation altogether.
0: I think people will call that a bad faith conversation where you're assuming I'm racist or sexist or homophobic or whatever the thing is. Yeah. Rather than... Rather than, rather than giving me the benefit of the doubt, you're looking for that green light to be offended. You're looking for the mm. green light to, to attack. And that's, that's yeah. a bad faith yeah. conversation is that like, you, you want to make sure that in, in 99% of cases, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt that you, that they're, they're trying to make a reasonable point or they're, they're trying mm. to be a good person. And, mm. um, yeah, so I think that's a, that's a good rule. Get your house in order before you criticize the world.
1: There's a there's a nice little quote from here. If you don't know, I read it. out. Yeah. Have you cleaned up your life? If the answer is no, here's something to try. Stop. Start to stop doing what you know to be wrong. Start stopping today. Don't waste time questioning how you know that what you're doing is wrong. If you are certain that it is. So basically, there's like we we can all improve our life. We all know that you know. there's yeah. There's not there's not one person that's doing is a hundred percent in all areas, but we can always make that effort to, to improve. And I think that's, yeah. that's what he's trying to hit home there. Like, you know, sometimes stop yeah. talking and, and just act and yeah. because we can or all stop, clean up our life.
0: Or stop talking and listen, maybe instead of uh, telling. That's another point. Out. That's yeah. another
1: point. Yeah. I'll get on onto to say. So the seventh rule is pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. I mean, I'm in a great position now, Kevin, where I, I'm just about to finish a masters, you know. I've 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 gone through what is it like twenty twenty years of education from primary to secondary to third level, and now I'm like tossed into the big bad world. I don't know what to do with myself. Should I should I go straight into a job? Should I go travel a bit? You know. I, I, but I think I, what I really want to do is find something that I don't want to go into a career that I'm like. Oh, the same day over again you know or hate hey, yeah. monday i want I, w- I want to wake up on a monday and be like yes you know i'm back yeah. to work I-, I want to really find what is meaningful and 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 it's and it's tied to the next rule which is be truthful and i don't want to be living a lie and say oh i love my job and secretly i hate it you know what i mean yeah so that's something i want to really pursue in my own life uh, find what i want like my passion when i wait when i like because At the end of the day, we all have to eat and we all have to secure financial means. But Mm -hmm. how do you, like, I'm asking you, how do you do that where you can pursue your passions and be like, like, obviously now with this podcast thing, you're trying to make uh, financial means from it. Like, and and it's something that you're obviously interested in. Like, like, it's, especially now that I don't have, I don't have kids, I don't have a mortgage. I have somewhat freedom where I can pick what I do in the early ages of my life, but you know, we're going down to his route and it's kind of annoying that like, you know, you go to college, you get a job, you get married, you get a house and that's it. Yeah. I don't want to go down that normal route. <laughs> so I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of puzzled at the moment in my life. I, I'm going through what they call a quarter life crisis, Kevin.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, what you do, Ben, is, um, I've just lost so many things I could tell you. you. You don't, um, you're not, you're, you're probably never going to find something that, uh, blows your mind day in day out. I'd right? say even with mm. me running tribal, right? Yeah. Like I said, I'm deeply passionate about this, right? I, I believe in, in what I'm doing here and I believe in, um, the way we're going about it, um, from a, from an individual's point of view, what I do makes an impact, right? It, it helps individuals, right? Mm. It makes sense from a financial point of view because there's, there's money to be made, right? So it'll keep the lights on for, for me and everyone who works for tribal, Mm. but don't get it twisted. There are days where I cannot stand this. There are days where I think I can't fucking do this again. Like I can't, Mm. like it's the most boring donkey work I need to do to just to get something done. But it's like we said earlier on, you're not looking for. An easy life. You're looking to find a struggle. That you're willing to endure because there's a a, a goal, an end, right? An end goal. Yeah. But actually, even as I say that, it's not that there's an end goal. It's that the, the work itself is satisfying because it's going to help somebody. So if it, I would always say, if in doubt, give. So if you're not sure what to do, find something that helps somebody else. That's the quickest route to to that feeling of satisfaction that you're looking for, is to help somebody else. So if you just like. I I would guess from from the fact of what you've said so far, yeah, you understand that material things are grand. Like you know, having a nice car is nice, having a nice watch is fantastic, yeah. and big telly and whatever. It it only it only it's like a blip. It only like it only lasts for a certain amount of time, yeah, and it just kind of fades yeah. away. Hmm. What really lasts is um, there's a, a a guy, there used to be a guy called I think it's was it Becker or Decker. I think it's Becker. Would it be um philosopher? and he talked about this idea of uh, of there being two selves right so you have your physical self and you have your conceptual self okay. so your physical self is you ben right and at a certain like say my own kids already know that they will die someday right which is a mad thing for them to even realize but they do ask yeah. when when am i going to die and it's all very matter of fact And i said i'm oh, not until they're very old and whatever but at a very young age everyone realized that the physical self is going to perish, right? You realize that grandparents die and people die and whatever. So this guy Becker talked about the two selves, the physical self and the conceptual self and the physical self is, um, you, right? Getting, moving through your life and dying, right? That'll happen. The conceptual self, the idea of Ben Balazzi, you want, there's an opportunity for you to help that concept, that concept of Ben surviving. And this guy Becker, I'm going to call him, I'm going to stick with Becker. Could be Decker. Okay. <laughs> Decker. Yeah, we'll figure it out afterwards. Um, he said that the way people help their conceptual self stay alive is through what they what he calls immortality projects. So an immortality project is something that you want to put your name to. That um. I think exist. this
1: got Sorry, sorry. Well, Kevin, I think this goes through a lot with uh, a Jewish philosophy as well. They say, uh, plant a tree, write a book, and have a son so that yeah. their conceptual lives live on. Sorry, yeah. go on, I, I,
0: yeah. I just... Well, that's... that's. I'm, like, I'm sure this guy wasn't the first one to think of it, but the idea of this conceptual self uh, living hopefully forever or for, for generations is through these yeah. immortality projects. So it could be some people do it by um, becoming filthy rich and putting their name on a building. Mm. Some people do it by having kids. Some people um live a frustrated life because they never figure out their immortality project. Um there's a book that we did a podcast on called mastery by Robert green and he talks about finding. Yeah. Your I know life's Robert task. Green, yeah. yeah. So that mm. book mastery, I've read probably eight or nine times and he talks about, um, so in Robert green talks about, it's a similar thing, this immortality project, but he calls it your life's task. Like what is the purpose of your life? And he says to think about the, the, the experiences, the interests and, uh, something else I, I can't remember it's gone, it's gone out of my head but there, there's three things essentially you should think about when it comes to figuring out what your life's task should be mm. and those things um your skills actually those are the last things your experiences um your interests and your skills they all add mm. up into something unique for you now with your age right you're at your quarter life crisis you don't have to That's have right. that figured out yet yeah right you yeah. don't you don't it doesn't and you might never have it figured out, but the 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 joy is in trying to look for it. Is in living a considered life that you're not just like you said, you're not just getting a job. Here's what happens, right? People go to uh, primary school, and then yeah. you go to secondary school. You do all your exams, you get a certain amount of points, right? For anyone just lots of people listening to outside of Ireland, we have um in Ireland we have this point system. Essentially, if you get an um you know between ninety and one hundred percent in an exam, you get a hundred points or whatever it is. 600 points is I think the maximum still is or 640 or something, whatever. 625, depend- I
1: think, yeah. Six
0: twenty five, I think, yeah, with like some sort of something else you can do. But anyway, so yeah. say 625 is the maximum. So then college courses then are based on whatever amount of points you get in your exams. So what happens is that people go from from school to secondary school to college, and then they do what you're talking about, where they go to the uh, to go get a job based on whatever they studied. Usually, and then they go into that job, and they just kind of keep pursuing the next thing without ever living a considered life, without ever mm. thinking, "What am I doing this for?" They get promoted and promoted and promoted again. They get, They're getting extra ten grand a year, an extra twenty grand a year, an extra an extra fifty grand a year. They're getting earn more and more money, and they've never really stopped to consider what is the purpose of my life? What is my immortality project? What is my life's task? Is it this? Is it just to work for a company? For some people, it is. For some people, it is just. Um, I want to earn a, earn a living so I can, you know, live my life outside, which is perfectly fine as well. Mm. But the whole point I think to kind of get back to answering your questions is to live a considered life, to think about what is it I actually want to achieve. Um, and just keep asking that question because you're never going to find one exact answer, take action is what I would say, take actions, start going, make corrections as you go. One of the worst things you can do in business is not make a decision. Say we could do option A or option B and we all oh, don't know what to do you're better off just picking an option if you don't know what to do and then we can just course correct if it's not working out but if you make no decision then you're just treading water and you're going to drown so same in life i think is is you know if you don't know what to do just do something and if in doubt give if in doubt do something that helps somebody else because it's uh you're you're going to get that sense of satisfaction that uh Um, it's like a short little burst and I'll kind of lead you towards something then usually like, um, that, that sense of an an immortality project that actually matters. So,
1: yeah, that's a great piece of advice, Kevin. And I think, you know, I don't want to like, you know, be six years of age and be like, geez, I kind of wasted my youth trying to enhance my career when I have yeah, personal things that I want to achieve as well. You know, I, I, I want to run a marathon. I want to go climb some really cool peaks. I want to travel the world and but I want to do that whilst working on my career as well so to find the balance is hard because you know I obviously have career objectives that I want to achieve and I also have personal objectives that I want to achieve and I'm at that stage now where I've completed my education or I'm about to complete my education and I don't know what path I should choose next I feel like if I was to focus on my personal objectives in life then it might have effects towards my career it
0: objectives won't. in my life. It won't. I'm yeah. telling you it won't well, because you're, you're only ever in competition with yourself. There's people like to mm. switch industries when they're 45 years old. So they like go from working in one industry to a completely different industry. Yeah. And the only skills that really, the most transferable skills is, is what we're teaching here. These, um, these life skills or behavioral skills. Mm. The other stuff you can learn, um within reason like you're probably not gonna you know become a surgeon at 45 you could right but you're not in <laughs> 10 years right but like yeah most yeah. of the, most of the jobs that are out there generally what you, you want to learn do, yeah. yeah generally what you want to do is you, you want to solve interesting problems with good people that's ultimately what you want to do and the, you can kind of slot in different jobs then like i i got jobs before where didn't know much about the industry but because i was a good project manager you can just figure it out like because i don't need yeah. to know everything i I, mm. I was good at managing people i was good at kind of talking to people or kind of building relationships yeah. with people and getting to know people and well, what do you need from me to help you do your job and i can see if mm. i can do that for you like that's they're the, they're mm. the kind of skills you need and you can learn them traveling the world you can learn them exactly working in a bar. So and that's another thing rush.
1: uh robert green the author you touched on for mastery he said that before that he had something like 60, 60 jobs before he was a certain age. Before he was like thirty, like sixty different jobs, yeah. and from that he learned so much about people. Uh, the uh, the book, uh, Forty Eight Laws of Power, as well. He wrote yeah. that. That's a great. That's a great book. know yeah. If you've read it before, right. but you know he's a very interesting character, and uh, you know a guy that you could take a lot of advice from. Right. Um.
0: All right, then. So that is that. That's uh, that was pursue what's meaningful. Is that right? Not, Number please.
1: seven. Yeah, pursue no. what is meaningful. Uh, I'll just read a quote here, if you don't mind. To have Ever. meaning in your life is better than to have what you want, because you may neither know what you want nor what you truly need. Meaning is something that comes upon you, of its own accord. You can set up the re- preconditions. You can follow meaning when it manifests manifests itself, but you cannot simply produce it all, as an act of will. Yeah. So basically, what we talked about there, you know, sometimes, sometimes what is meaningful is actually that struggle in life. You know, you, you need yeah. that struggle to find meaning. Yeah. Um, and plus, as well,
0: what I would say to you and, and you mm. know anyone your age is that just to reiterate the point that no matter what job you're in, um, at least ten percent of it is going to do your head in, at yeah. least. To, no matter what the, yeah no matter what there'll be boring days or things or you're like oh, i can't face this again like mm-hmm. but you have to kind of think about the, the bigger picture maybe or you know is this going to help other people get what they want yeah. so that i can get what i want that kind of thing so anyway on to the next one okay
1: on to mm-hmm. the next one number eight and this kind of ties in with number seven for me and you is tell the truth or don't at least lie you corrupt your own perceptions if you lie tell your own truth so as i said there previously if i'm six years of age and i realized that i didn't fulfill my own potential when i was 24 years of age you know i don't think i would have lived a meaningful life so i want to choose a career path that i find meaning and i think there's a lot of people um there's a quote uh, a lot of men live quiet lives of desperation yeah. You, know, they're, yeah, you know they are a day they, they get to a certain point and they're like you know i could have been that or i could have been that I, I i'm at a great position now that i know that you know i i have a choice and i can make a choice and i want yeah. to be true to myself you know what i mean at least
0: you at least you have that awareness a lot of people here when i was your age how old are you 24 24 when i was 24 i was oblivious to the world to, to like yeah. what was to I don't think I even asked myself those questions about should I, what should I do, should I go traveling? I just got a job and just kind of started working, and um, mm. so I, I think you're already ahead of the game by asking yourself that question, like what do I actually want to do? So, um, yeah,
1: but it's the social norms, Kevin, especially in in Ireland, where it's literally go to go to school, go to college, get a job, or if you go do a trade, go straight into work, and like we have this kind of thing in ireland where it's just work five days a week and then live for friday saturday sunday and it's something i don't yeah. want to do to be honest yeah. i want to live for every day do you know what i mean i don't want to yeah. think about three days a week or two days a week i want to live seven days a week and that's something that i'm going to try and pursue and that and that comes from finding like do you know you're probably like doing a job you're going to be working 40 50 maybe even 60 hours a week i want like that's a long time i want to actually enjoy that time do you know what i mean And yeah. That's that's a trouble in its own trying to find that. You
0: know. live, live a considered life, Ben. Just keep just keep asking yourself that question and, and um rather than rather than uh being frustrated by not knowing, enjoy the process mm. because Yeah. You know, John actually I am reminded of um uh Tom Hanks, you know the actor Tom Hanks. I remember him saying Mm-hmm. I think it was on Graham Norton, maybe, or something. Just It was a real kind of throwaway kind of comment he made. Um, somebody must have said something about him being like an A-list, you know, top of the pile kind of actor. Like, he's yeah. paid millions, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's interesting because when you're a young actor starting out, you're all the time climbing this mountain, trying to get to the top, get to the top, get to the top. And he said, when you get to the top, you realize there's nothing up there. There's nothing on top of it. The- like, it's just, mm-hmm. there's still just you. Like... And so it's kind of comes back to what we said there a while ago about um the struggle is where the happiness is like it's the it's the building something is what is what's interesting yeah. the destination is good but it's not as good as the solving interesting problems with good people that's what you want to do in any job
1: and kevin do you think there is really a destination are you always going to try and like is that like pursuing meaningless in a whole is always setting yourself goals always kind of struggling and trying to get a little bit better each day because at the end of the day like
0: i think there are jordan peterson I th- jordan
1: here's, here's... peterson mentions it anyways sorry kevin yeah good, is, one. you know if you win the lotto and you think you're going to be having sangrias in, in in barbados for the rest of your life that isn't that isn't that's a fantasy do you know what i mean yeah sorry i cut
0: you off no you're okay you're, you're right that yeah the destination should be celebrated like there should be milestones i think that you celebrate but you know what i'm reminded of is um alex ferguson mm. anytime they ever won i so those of you who don't know alex ferguson he's the, he used to be the manchester united manager for like 26 years or something and but what was really interesting about him is that anytime they won a trophy and they won loads of trophies He'd be on the pitch celebrating, but you'd almost see him leaving the pitch. He's already starting to scheme for next season. About next He's already season, starting yeah. to think about the next bit like. So I think you can almost should you have a destination? Yeah, you should. You should have things that you're aiming for. And when you reach them, or do you know what you should do? When you're close to reaching them, you should start to let them move out a little bit more away from you. So when so yeah. let's say, let's say one of my goals for um for tribal was to get a thousand downloads for right? just Wanted to get, I wanted a thousand people to listen to our, our Your first one, yeah, yeah. But as I could see it coming, that's right? so when we were like getting to 800 and 850 and 900. I could see it coming in my head. I started thinking, I want 10,000, like yeah, 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 yeah. But even so, even when we got to a thousand, I still kind of allowed myself to kind of feel a little blip at kind of oh, that was good, it was cool, but 10,000 be deadly, a million would yeah. be amazing. Like that's that's the kind of stage that I, and Kevin, I kind of let
1: those goals move mm, out naturally. And especially, and if you make a million, the next one is going to be like, you're not happy with a million. You're going to be happy. And you know
0: why I'm not happy. It's not about the number itself. My hope is that I'm getting better at doing podcasts. And yeah. as I'm getting better, more people are learning. So I'm, I hope I'm giving people ways to improve their own life. Mm. So, so when I, when I talk about getting to a thousand downloads and 10,000 downloads, so I'm not, uh, it's not, it's not my ego that drives that it's uh it's there's a there's 10 000 people now who hopefully have been helped in some way that's that's yeah. what i kind of that's what kind of drives me that's my like intrinsic motivation yeah. for it, it and the fact like,
1: that you, yeah and the fact that you're creating value for other people even if it helps one people or one person's you know yeah, that's, exactly. that's, that's 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 meaningful in its own self do you know yeah. what i
0: mean well that's what i hope that's that's what drives me and i think that's what any success that we have had or, or will have in the future, I think will come from people understanding that we're, we're doing this for the right reason that we're mm. here working on this, um, this problem to be solved for the right reasons. I think so. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: Anyways. Okay. Yeah. Next one. Rule number
1: nine. Assume that the person you are listening to might know something you don't.
0: Jesus Christ. What a great rule that is. Like mm. the amount of people who just assume they know everything about a topic, like, <laughs> I read some tweet the other day saying, um, oh, good to see all the Brexit experts uh, retrained as Ukraine experts overnight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's it. Like, that's it. Hey, everyone.
0: Yeah, everyone thinks they're an expert. You, know? you just be yeah. humble and assume you don't. Oh. Something out there. Can you still hear me?
1: Yeah, I can still hear You're fine. Yeah, yeah that's I something. Put
0: on the wire out there. Go on.
1: Ah, don't worry. That's something I've tr- uh, truly identified as probably a weakness for me. Sometimes I just kind of keep talking and i'm like oh ben you gotta shut up and actually listen because you're like by 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 speaking you're only you're only spitting out knowledge that you know and you're not actually yeah. attaining any information that people may know and and, and that's that, that's the fundamentals of uh human psychology as well like we learn from each other so you know you know and and like you've got two ears and one mouth you should use them accordingly is what they say yeah. and you
0: know um, you know what the great thing a superpower in business is to say, I don't know enough about that to have an opinion. The amount of mm-hmm. times I've been in meetings where somebody doesn't want to come across as stupid. Somebody doesn't want to come across like they didn't read the, the report they were supposed to read yeah. or whatever. So they mm-hmm. just try and bullshit their way through it.
1: Okay.
0: Honest to God, it's a superpower to say actually I don't know enough about that, especially mm-hmm. say in, in my role as like CEO of 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 Tribal, but I'm actually reminded of Steve Jobs. There's a great quote from him where he said, "I don't hire great people so I can tell them what to do. I hire great people so they can tell me what to do." Yeah, like that's yeah. like I, I, you're the expert. You tell me I don't know. Like you're the the, the product expert or the marketing expert or whatever. Like you tell yeah. me. Like, Especially don't, for don't someone,
1: assume. someone like Steve Jobs saying that, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like one of the most powerful men in the 21st century or you know the things he's achieved at apple or did achieve at apple saying that and and that's who you should be taking inspiration from people like i know it's kind of cliche all these oh like you've got to listen to people but it really is key Hmm. um and it goes back to who the uh the bit about who you're hanging around with who your circle is i said I, i spent a lot of time with my grandfather yeah like if you actually really talk to someone that's live through like today we were talking about um i was talking to him about like the ukrainian war and then he was like talking to me about like nagasaki and stuff like that and if you really like listen and like it's just interesting like and and you and you learn a lot from from people that have lived through life
0: you know what ben one of the reasons that we use books as our source material is because Mm. the books have a lifetime of knowledge in them and what I want to do with tribal is I want to unlock that knowledge for people. So yeah. it's like exactly the same thing as talking to your granddads. Like, it's like every book is like some granddad has written this book, about everything he learned about one particular topic. And uh, that's what I want to do is un- unlock it for people. So yeah, if you, if you, sometimes people ask me like, what are, what do you do for a living? And I'd say, I have to say I'm a teacher, but really I'm a student. Like I'm, I'm a student yeah. first. I think I, I always that's Why like one of my, actually to get back to your other point about what, what to do with your life. I wanted to get paid to read books, essentially. That's mm. like I sit and read all day, every day. And I still do got a bit more complex now, obviously. But that's, that's my thing is, is learning. From people and assuming I don't know something, and then, as it happens every now and again, you do know something. You go, I actually know the answer to that. Like or you know, I am yeah. a bit of an expert on one particular topic or two. Like, but yeah, it's a, it's a great rule. Just assume that the person you're listening to might know something that you don't. I think that's a, it's a great one. Yeah, be yeah. humble.
1: Yeah, be humble, like especially. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great one for Jordan Peterson.
0: Yeah, you know. You want, next one, then.
1: Next one, then. Be precise in your speech if there's a problem the first step is to define it confront the chaos of being don't try to beat beat around the bush
0: yeah. so
1: i mean you know admit what you want and tell those around you who you are i suppose that's that's what i really gather from this i mean like it was kind of a complicated for, one for me like he did refer a lot to the bible i mean the thing about this these the, the fact that he re, uh, refers to the bible a lot means that like these situations have been going since the beginning of of humanity. Yeah, I mean, a lot like obviously there's been huge tech te- technological advancements in today's world, but the problems that were happening two thousand years ago seem to be the problems of today or the situations of today. You know, uh, yeah. like really like finding meaning meaningless in life, or you know, I, I suppose people back in the olden days were comparing themselves it's still the same theory if that makes sense
0: humans are humans yeah it's like Mm. there was a great thing years ago i remember reading um somebody had this quote about like uh kids these days don't listen to their parents they're too cheeky Mm. they're they're this they're that like and somebody said who do you think said it and um all these people were guessing and it turns out it was written like on the inside of one of the pyramids or something like it was from 2000 years ago that people, it's yeah. the same thing. Like, I can't, I can't remember the exact mm. um, wording of it or, but it was something like that. It was something that seemed very modern, like, you know, kids today are, um, cheeky and whatever, but it was from like thousands of years ago. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, that's the thing that, um, when, when it comes to being precise in your speech, I think it's, uh, I think probably what he means there is, is don't be afraid to to speak up for yourself, that's the way I would understand that. Like, mm. is, if you're going to be precise in your speech, there's no point saying, like, say, do you know what it is? It's like if somebody wants a, a, um, a pay rise or something, like, don't beat about the bush. You know, like, have you yeah. got good reasons why you should get a pay rise? Then, well, yeah. then come and talk speak to me. Like, you know? yeah. yeah, speak up, speak up for yourself, and um, yeah, confront the chaos of being uh, Don't try to beat around the bush. Yeah, it's a bit of a complex one, that one. Um, but I, that's what I would take from that is, is be precise in your speeches to is to know your own mind almost and understand that mm. uh, don't don't add to the confusion maybe even in a business meeting like don't add to the confusion by talking just because you want to talk it ties back to the to the rule before that you know assume that you don't know everything assume that other people know stuff you don't know mm. and um, don't try and bullshit your way through through things that uh, you have no business bullshitting your way through you know
1: exactly yeah and, and and that's the thing with all these rules they all tie into each other do you know what i mean
0: yeah. um give us the next one
1: then 11th rule almost done do not bother children when they are skateboarding it goes back to to the other uh rule about parenting i mean they say skateboarding teaches children their limits you know like if, you, if you're scared of your child learning how to skateboard he's actually going to learn or they're going to learn so much from falling failing from a trick trying to do a trick and it's and it's and it's a trick that like the the more you practice or it's a it's a skateboarding is basically an activity that the more you do it the better you get yeah and and that's true everything the more practice you do and everything but it's also how do you teach kids to learn and you know i remember getting punched when i was like 12 or 13 and and now looking back at it it's probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me in terms of my <laughs> self-development you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like you yeah. know and and obviously no parent wants their kids to get punched in the face but like sometimes you gotta let just kids be and learn from their own mistakes or their own yeah you know
0: yeah and, you know, and again it's funny uh, it sounds like i'm patronizing people but it's the same thing of building a team that uh it's um the the podcast we did before just work was uh, the five dysfunctions of a team, and it's about bu- mm. building trusting, allowing allowing people to fail. It's the exact same thing there. Um, when 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 your team say like to kind of mangle an analogy, but when your team is learning to skateboard, let them make mistakes. Let them
1: uh, yeah
0: give them room to to fail because that's that's how you're gonna mm. you know move your team forward or move yourself I mean, forward. It's the same apparently.
1: sometimes yeah sometimes the best thing for someone's development is to learn on their own do you know what i mean yeah exactly let them figure it out for themselves yeah Um, that's a great rule i think
0: yeah well give us the last one then (laughs)
1: lastly pet a cat when you encounter one on the street i mean the hustle the bustle of life we all were going through it a million miles an hour Uh, like how often do we actually just take time to just sit down and just pet a cat or even in the street just pet a cat and just yeah. you know life is crazy thing Kevin do you know what I mean like why we're like why were we all here we're all yeah. that's and that's basically why the book is about and that's why I love this last rule pet a cat, a pet a cat when you in, pet a cat when you encounter one on the street it's kind of just take a bit of time to appreciate the, the small things
0: do you know what it reminds me of do you remember there was a um in the UK there was a on the BBC they had some boat they were going to they they were having a a vote to see what to name of the boat. Do you remember this? And it was No, super, no, not
1: familiar.
0: I can't remember. The boat was like um like a like a scientific lab that was gonna like you know go out into the sea and okay, do yeah. experiments, whatever. And they had this thing on the BBC where they were going to, you know, vote the name of the boat and uh, Boaty Boatymack Boatface won. But okay. to me that was one of the funniest things in the world because like they had all these, you know fancy names for this bolt yeah yeah okay this thing just took off over twitter like and everyone voted for baltie mac boldface oh they had a public
1: off. kind of vote for it yeah okay. But okay to me
0: like that's the same thing is uh pet a cat when you encounter it i think having a laugh like that kind of just innocent taking the piss mm. out of something and everyone being in on it together is one of the best yeah. things mm. i just i i just thought that was brilliant Bodie mac faces and then they had to it's, okay well look everybody it's like kids in a class when you're in school Mm. and something funny happens and you're trying not to laugh and the teacher's like okay everybody just get it out of your system yeah like yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. are they are the moments in life where like it's the exact same thing like that life is hard life is a million miles an hour life is complex life is sad life is, is tragedy but there are some fucking hilarious things happen in life as well if you just, <laughs> yeah yeah if, you just, if we just spot them or you mm. see them happening like you know I would imagine you're at that age where you and your friends just take the piss out of each other a lot like and kind of wind each other up and, and mm. messing with each other all those kind of things I think that's you should never ever lose that And I think it's the same thing is that you should take time to appreciate those little things in life I think that's um, yeah
1: exactly yeah. and do you mind if we just end on this quote because I kind of like it
0: Golfers, you
1: you're in a war not a battle and a war is composed of many battles you must stay functional through them through all of them when worries associated with the crisis arise at other times, remind yourself that you will think them true during the scheduled period. And maybe when you are going for a walk, your head is spinning. A cat will show up, and if you pay attention to it, you will get a reminder for just fifteen seconds that the wonder of being might make up for the ineradicable suffering that accompanies it. Pet a cat when you encounter one on the street.
0: Ben Balazi. 12 Rules of Life by Jordan Peterson. Thanks very much for being on the podcast.
1: Kevin, thank you so much for having me on. Hey, before you go, just a quick
0: message about tribal and what we're all about. We believe that true learning happens when you understand, remember, and deliberately practice your newly acquired knowledge. And this podcast just covered the first part. You now understand the key takeaways from this book. To help you remember them, we will send you three interactive summaries that accompany this episode to empower you to remember those key takeaways at the moment of truth. And then to really embed the knowledge from this episode, you can use the dedicated digital action log to set a time and a date to go out into the big bad world and deliberately practice the key takeaways. For all of this, and for all of our podcast episodes, head over to mytribal.com. Until next time.